Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. And good morning. Good morning. We are into March. We're marching on. <laughs> I'm ready for spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bird population on our street has increased tenfold. Boy, they're out there. <laughs> and the cats are on high alert. <laughs> on the watch. There is a part of our morning structure together each day that we've not really included on this podcast. And we've toyed with the idea, oh, should we start with that sometime and play with it? And we we might. But um, what we start with first thing is we read a, a short portion of scripture together. And then that's kind of our launching pad for discussion, which goes anywhere. Um, but as as we started this podcast, we didn't want to limit the discussion or the interest or the um, the community to only people who already read scripture on a regular basis. So, you know, it, it's, um, it's interesting. The minute you read scripture or quote scripture, um, the effect that it has on people. Yeah. For good or for bad. Right. It's, um, it's an example of stereotyping or pigeonholing or Identity politics, <laughs> however you want to. It's a label, right? That, And I've noticed that. We've talked a bit about it before, but I've noticed it more consciously over the last several weeks. How prevalent labeling somebody is in our current culture. And maybe it's always been that way. Uh, I know it's not been absent completely, but it seems like it's much more prevalent now. And if I'm able to dislabel you, then it's easy for me to dismiss you and not engage with you. And it gives, so it gives me kind of an excuse. It, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, uh, if I label you as something that I'm against, then I don't feel bad about you know, not being particularly kind to you or dismissing you or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, because I've just um, put you in a camp, which is not my camp. Yeah. And, and don't you think in some ways it gives 
the person who's labeling it gives them a, a sense of power or control because then they know who you are and they've decided how to keep themselves even safer. So either you're with me or you're against me, it's black or white. That dualistic mindset, it's an illusion of, I I know where you are and it's either good or bad. Well, and it's, yes, and it's really so immature. Um, it is It is immaturity gone rampant because we've, not allowed ourselves to understand nuance any longer in the world. And I think that's part of what maturity is, is you realize that things are not cut and dried. Uh, It's not as simple as it might always seem. And to treat the world and other people in such kind of black and white terms is really a regression intellectually. Um, it keeps us from uh, exploring. I mean, it really does. Yeah. The, the diversity becomes an enemy rather than um, something I might learn. Right. Absolutely. Um, I was talking with my oldest daughter, and she was just bemoaning the fact that there's no more gray area. <laughs> She likes gray area and I do too, because it's like, that's where you grow and think and ponder and discuss and count your stars and decide if what you have been believing is what you want to continue to believe, or is there room to grow here or change or evolve? (laughs) Where's the evolution if it's all black and white and you just sit there and dig your heels in? (laughs) So in terms of reading and discussing scripture, I know for the two of us over the past 25 years, we don't read and interpret scripture the way we did 25 years ago. Not in a long shot, not even close. And that's the, that's the ongoing like spirit led life that we've been given is that we grow and we learn and especially discussing it back and forth and we wrestle with it and and apply it and so I think it's a wonderful I'm so grateful that we have it but as some theologians have said it's the most dangerous book in the world yeah um, because if you see the world in black and white and you read scripture that way um, quickly you begin to identify people as either for you or against you. And uh, and then if you have a God that you believe is retributive and violent and mean, well, then it gives you permission to treat the people who are not like you retributively and violent and mean, and the cycle just continues, and we've seen it time and time again. Yeah, um, and, then the, and then the Scripture becomes a weapon for control and abuse. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, we watched a podcast recently, um, Ideas Digest. Yeah. And uh, the podcast host was interviewing a guy named Phil Drysdale, who um, talked about 
spiritual deconstruction. It's basically just evaluating as a person what you've been believing about God and what do you still agree with and what what do you not agree with in terms of religion and and what Christianity puts forth as doctrine and there's a wide variety there but it's you know it's counting your stars it's investigating and discussing and wrestling with these issues back and forth and um he um gave a a statistic that there are 2000 people per day leaving churches Right, and not changing churches, not going to another church, but leaving the Christian church altogether in America. That's crazy. That's a big number. But I understand. <laughs> if if you feel beat up and manipulated and controlled, and people are even using the Bible to do that to you, I'd leave too. <laughs> yeah, the church, and I don't have an answer for this, in the slightest, but the church has some real difficult questions to ask of itself over the next years, uh, and that is, where what is our message, and why should we exist in society? Now, if you hear me say that, you may think, well, how in the world can you say that? You're a minister. <laughs> I think the church will continue, and I'm obviously for the church. I think the gospel needs to be heralded everywhere. But we've got to um, rediscover in a large part of the church what the good news actually is. And again, part of this deconstruction is, and that's a scary word, I'll admit, deconstruction is scary. Um but it is uh, it is accurate in some respects as as of the description because you, I've done this a number of times in my life where I've really had to look at what do I believe why do I believe it am I open to asking questions about these beliefs and if I am then let's look at a variety of different perspectives um and then move, you know, just move on or resettle. I'm not telling you you have to change everything that you believe. You don't. But it is healthy to begin to question some things. Okay, well, I've believed this for a long time. It, it Something inside of me feels not so great about it. So let me examine it. Let me take a look. Why am I, why am I questioning this? Why does it feel bad? Is and I think those are healthy things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it does scare the heck out of some people, and, and I understand that. Uh, it is a scary thing to take the things that you've invested uh, so much time in, perhaps in a belief system, to then have it pulled apart uh, is unsettling. And, and I get it, but... If you read the Gospels in particular, those are this is what the parables were in Jesus' teaching was completely unsettling. It was it was taking everything that you believed up to that point 
and deconstructing it. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we have good examples of this, even from our own uh, faith, if you're a Christian. So, yeah, it's it can be scary territory, but it's healthy territory, because we cannot grow if we simply um, only confirm things we already believe. Yep. And even healthier to do this, if you can do it, within a community of people who are also interested in, you know, seeking truth, discussion, um, going, going deeper and, and it's okay to be afraid. But I think collectively, if you've got people who are not afraid to question or push back, that kind of arena is, it's good instead of just trying to do this all by yourself. Almost impossible to do it by yourself. Yeah. Not impossible, but it'd be very difficult. And to Mary's point, um, find a safe place because we're right back to the labeling. Because if you get in a group of people and they just go, well, you must be some kind of raving lunatic <laughs> and begin to pigeonhole you, that won't be healthy at all. That's just going to be uh, an exercise in madness. So, yeah, find a, a, a group of people, you know, one other person, several other people um, who are sincere about, you know, let's talk about these things and see where it leads us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, all of this uh, in in the Christian sense, but I think even in an overall sense, we believe the direction, the settling should always look like the character and essence of Christ. If you're questioning things and it's taking you in a direction that is one that's towards um, hatred, (laughs) we would say, I would say that's not a good direction, right? Because it doesn't look anything like Jesus. So yes, deconstruction, but not deconstruction uh, into arenas or avenues that are destructive or the like. Um, the questioning is good, but for me, I would always want to come back and say, does what I'm exploring, how does it look like the character of someone who is good and loving and self-sacrificial, etc.? Yep. And, and without going into a whole nother direction here, doing that, um, does depend on your interpretation of hatred versus tough love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, the, um, let me, uh, just to put it crassly, has God ever stopped you from doing what you actually wanted to do? Ever? The actual answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> he's never employed tough love on you to control you. Uh, if you want to go do something destructive this morning, you can do it. You will not be stopped. He won't say you need to grow up before you think about doing such a thing. Um, he, now God may not like it a bit, but you've got the freedom to do it. Um, so yeah, I think we have to be, real careful because tough love begins to look an awful lot like control. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so there are consequences to our actions. Sure. That's just the way the universe works. But, um, but yeah, if, if in the name of tough love, you're trying to control somebody else, uh, that's not what we're talking about. So if we ever open this podcast reading some scripture, I hope it doesn't cause like post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's simply a launching pad um, for us to discuss and grow and and continue to ask questions. Um, yeah, I would say even for the non-Christians out there. Yeah. Um, just hear the words as if they were uh, words of wisdom for living, which really in many respects they are it's not void of that at all even if you don't um think about uh, the person of Jesus as being significant at this point and or ever um a life centered around love and giving and peace and kindness is a good thing no matter who you are or if you adhere to a faith or if you're an agnostic or an atheist um that's just a, a good way to live. So, yeah, hear them as words of wisdom. I don't know. I guess the last thing I kind of would say is I would encourage people along these lines, at least if the deconstruction bit sounds too scary, simply to begin to notice um, the stereotyping that's going on around you, maybe even from you, Mm -hmm. and how often labels are affixed to people or situations, which then allow for no nuance, and it just paints it in one particular light. Um, And it happens all the time. And I think simply becoming aware of those things is a great first step of kind of recognizing, wow, um, no wonder there's so much dissension and uh, anxiety in the world because we are in a constant state of labeling and being labeled uh, and caught in the crossfire sometimes. I mean, we, we're just standing there and all of a sudden something's happened and we've been labeled as something and, and so we get treated differently or um, assumptions are made about who we are and, you had no part in it, mm-hmm. uh, and it happens all the time. Yeah, we can't control what other people do, but we can become more aware of our own patterns and our own ways of thinking and being and and make some slow adjustments. But even a little adjustment makes a big difference. And, you know, I just thought of this, you know, here's a, a practice challenge for us all as we go into our communities and our relationships today, whoever we encounter, start every encounter with the intention of, I'm going to, I'm going to start with a clean slate with this person. I'm going to, as much as I know how, and as much as I can release every past impression and every past judgment that I've made on this person. And I'm going to receive them and interact with them with honor and respect as, as much as I do for myself or anyone else. 
that they are a, a creation and a beautiful person. And I'm going to start from that place and try to stay in that place throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I agree with that. I think, and I, I, I don't, I think Mary would agree with what I'm about to add to that. Be wise about what she's saying. I mean, obviously, if someone has completely mistreated you, um, you want to treat that person with dignity and obviously interact with them as best as you can. But don't be naive to think that they may not take advantage of you again. I mean, so... You know, again, there's nuance even in what Mary said right. uh, as to how to do this. But it's really wanting to interact with somebody on a more honest and open level, but still not being naive to the fact that, you know, uh, they may not be playing the same game. Sure. <laughs> We're saying it the same sure. Way. You do have to use discretion and um, unfortunately some level of... of um, Self-protection, I guess. <laughs> but I, it's, it's to me, that opens the door for improving your relationships and allowing yourself to grow and the other person to grow. And, and um, it creates some space for forgiveness and mercy mm-hmm. and grace. Yeah. So really in a... We've talked a lot about some very similar things this morning and um, and doing this, becoming aware of our own patterns to label and et cetera, is our own kind of deconstruction, mm-hmm. uh, deconstructing those things that we've taken for granted or even belief systems we've inherited. Um, and we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So don't then now pigeonhole me and, and say, aha, you're just trying to turn everything upside down. No, it's, it's examining, you know, these things. And, you know, sometimes you may have to pull a few pieces out and say, these don't fit in my life anymore, but I'm going to keep this 60% of it because it still works pretty good for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not talking about, again, approaching this from black and white either. It, there is loads of nuance in this, but it's very healthy to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The tricky thing is there's no formula. There's no easy steps one through 10. No. Nope. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, because someone else, someone who's made those steps one through 10, that's their perspective and they're bringing their bias and all of their uh, memes and baggage and stuff and uh, so you could learn from it, but it won't necessarily work in your life. All right. So get out there. <laughs> get on that adventure. <laughs> Find your community, your safe place, and start start wrestling and growing. Count your stars. And if you can, wear one of those Nacho Libre masks because <laughs> that makes it way more fun. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter and we're all really just one big family. 
So until next week, keep noticing your stars, enjoy your freedom to explore life, and just take it one step at a time.